So that was kind of the idea I had. I thought, why don't I just do that? And, you know, hopefully good things come from it. And if they don't, I still get to share these stories and meet these people. So it's a win-win regardless. Journalists can learn a lot sharing their stories and aspirations. That's what this podcast is all about. Sometimes, though, to get a fresh perspective, it's helpful to talk to someone at the very beginning of their career instead of an old veteran journalist. I'm Michael O'Connell. This is It's All Journalism. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I, I've talked to a lot of long-time established journalists. Occasionally, though, I like to talk to somebody who is brand new to our industry to find out what their perspectives are of journalism. Sarah Raman Thomas is a fresh aspiring journalist from Melbourne, Australia. She's 21 and currently volunteers as a journalist in communications and marketing at World Vision Australia. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Michael. Okay, so first of all, what inspired you to reach out to me to be on the podcast? Well, I've been listening to It's All Journalism for maybe three years now. Oh my God. I'm quite regularly and I, yeah, I don't know how I even discovered it. I think I just Googled like good journalism podcast when I was about 18, 19 years old. And um, I found this one and I just really liked the tone of it and I learned so much from it and each story was so different. So every time I listen, I learn like a completely different thing and to hear from someone completely new and ever it's yeah it's so diverse and it's such good banter as well so yeah i've just always stuck with it oh cool well we're gonna pull this this segment out and put it out as a commercial this is very nice of, nice of you to say we try <laughs> we try we try very hard to make it interesting what what at 18 were you thinking that you were interested in journalism yeah at 18 i definitely knew i knew that i just loved meeting people and hearing their story so journalism was always the path i was going to go down and that was when it kind of kick-started in my life when i was yeah exposed to it through university okay well cool and so you're young you've already got something of a journalist journey behind you you know you, you say you, you like the idea of, of talking to people but what got you interested in journalism in general and so what were some of the stops that you had there in uh that led to world vision australia so i think i've always gravitated now in my journalism career towards hearing stories about people that are going through something challenging or uh, yeah any type of global issue just to hear about their hardship and share their story for people who who should hear it i really think one of the main reasons I want to be a journalist is to be a voice for those who don't have one and deserve to have their story heard. So I think um, when it came to organisations like World Vision or Save the Children, UNICEF, they deal and you know with some crises around the world that are just you know unbelievable, and a lot of people don't even know about a lot of the you know hard things and terrible things that are happening around the world. So yeah, that was what drew me to a place like that. You've traveled a bit and had opportunities to work in different places. What were some of the places you worked at and what did you learn there? So one of the highlights of my journey so far is I got to work um, as a journalist in Norway as an intern. So I interned at four digital media organizations over there and I got to see how journalists work in Europe in a part of the world that is very established and see what type of stories they share and how they create content and what we're not doing here in Australia but then also pick up on some similarities as well. So that was a really good um, experience for me. And I think ever since that, I've always wanted to do journalism around the world as well. So when you work at organisations like World Vision and different non-government sectors, there is always opportunity for travel. 
which is something I'd love to do. Like foreign correspondent is also the dream for me as well a little bit. You know, you went to Norway, you know, I would imagine that sort of gave you a different perspective on, you know, compared to what life was like in Australia, not just journalism, but just, you know, people's attitudes and uh, experiences. Yeah, the differences, I think, between, you know, journalism in Europe and journalism in Australia is that they do share stories for a range of different audiences, I think, because Europe is so multicultural, where else I find here a lot of the stories are based more around Australian topics and they get a lot more exposure compared to what's happening around the world. So the Australian yeah. audience is a little more like, you know, self-focused and not necessarily looking at, does not necessarily have a more, I guess, global view, I guess is what you're saying. I think if you want to see more of a global view here, you do have to go looking for it rather than it being exposed to you. What's the journalism scene like there in Melbourne? I mean, you know, are there opportunities out there? There are, but they're highly competitive here. And it's a long journey to get to the point of actually being a journalist. You do, you know, the editorial assistant and intern roles for a long period of time before you get there. It's a yeah, long journey to become a journalist here in Australia. Okay. but And you've really kind of just started. And you know, you're at World Vision Australia. What can you tell me about that organization? That organization is made up of only maybe a handful of journalists, but they all have such different roles. One of them in particular, their role is an emergencies communications officer, which is essentially like a foreign correspondent for them, but there's only one of her. So she's the only person that actually travels um, and reports the stories on behalf of World Vision, where else the other five or six journalists are just, you know, in the newsroom trying to get her stories out and pitch World Vision stories to different media organisations. So it's been really interesting working in a, a newsroom like that compared to your standard, you know, there's like 50 journalists everywhere. Everyone's trying to get the story out in two seconds and all the different stories are a range of topics. Whereas at World Vision, it's just purely the one that they're trying to spread out and get publicity around. Are they around particular initiatives like, you know, climate change or, you know, hunger or whatever? Yeah, they are, but they're always timely. So if there's an, if there's a specific date happening, like, you know, World Humanitarian Day or there's something relating to it, then they focus more on that. If climate change is a hot topic in the media, then they'll focus on it then. So they stick to the trends that they can relate to at the time. Oh, okay. It's a non-profit? Or like a... Like yeah, a, non-for-profit. A, a, yeah, um, NGO. Yeah, yeah, NGO, yeah. <laughs> okay. So what type of stories have you done for them so far? So basically, the way it's kind of working at the moment is any task they have, I get to be involved in. So it's not necessarily like one major project. It's like one day I come in and they'll ask me, you know, can you help me pitch this story? Can you help me record this podcast? It's very ad hoc situations, very fast paced and high pressure, but definitely learning a lot. Tell me about your position. You know, how would you describe it to somebody? How would you describe it to your mother, what you do in a day? Every day is different. I come home some days and I say that I got to work on a, you know, a written story and help with a, an article or the other day I get to you know, see how they prepare for a podcast. And so it's very, very different and I never know what to expect. But I think that's one of the great things about the journalism industry is that you do get up every day and you have no idea what your day is going to be or what you're going to be working on. It's so amazing to actually have a career like that and constantly be surprised. I mean, you're early in your career and what are the things that inspire you? What are the, what are the things that, you know, make you want to sort of pursue this career? And then maybe what are some of the types of, you know, skills and jobs you'd like to, to be pursuing? 
I think what drives me to keep pursuing this career is being able to share the stories of those who, you know, deserve to have their story heard by people and, you know, need recognition and would just like to talk to someone, know that someone cares about what they've gone through or what they've seen in their life. And every day I get to wake up and meet somebody new and hear about something incredible that they've done. And I get to share that with as many people as I can. And the more I get into the industry, just the more people I get to meet and hear their story. So it's been, it's been unreal so far. And I'm so excited to see what the future holds. Are there any particular stories that stand out to you that sort of like meant a lot to you? I think the stories that mean a lot to me are when young people reach out to me and basically just say, you know, I've had this experience in my life. You know, I grew up with this disability um, and I really think it's important for, you know, an audience of young people to hear that and how I came through that. So there's been a couple of those type of things happen. So I really appreciate it when people reach out and just say, can you please share my story rather than me finding them and reaching out? We started this conversation off. You said that you've listened to our podcast for three years. And so you've listened to a lot of a variety of different people talking about journalism. What do you think about the industry for, for a young person? You know, we, we've had lots of discussions about, oh, everything trust in media, about technology, about social media, about the problems with Facebook, et cetera. Do any of these like big topics kind of concern you about the industry? I think what concerns me most about the industry is it's becoming quite unstable and more ad hoc. So one day, a lot of the interviewees you've had on your podcast um, share their stories about how they were just trying all these different things and they just, you know, their career just wasn't going well and they'd wake up the next day and one little mistake could have ended their career or they're vigorously looking for work and doing whatever it takes to get a story out there. Um, and I've been through some real struggle to try and to try and make it and still not even essentially get to where they want to be. So it's an industry where you just don't know at 24, I could be more successful than I could be at 30. It's not constantly moving forward. It, it changes all the time. So that's something that scares me for my future. But it also excites me because I really enjoy the challenge um, of not knowing and constantly having to work for something greater. And I think journalism is a good industry to be in to, to do that. If you've listened to the podcast, which you say you have, you know that at various times I, I talk about how the industry has changed and, you know, how I came into it right out of college. I mean, that was really kind of the old structure. You you followed a certain path. You know, you start at a small paper, you go up to a mid-sized paper, you sort of work your way up through the industry. And then there was a this sort of defined path about where you were going to go. So even though you had all the kind of the pressures that you would of starting out a career, you kind of felt that there was this roadmap that if you applied yourself to, you'd be able to move forward, you'd be able to find mentors who could help you along the way, you'd gain experiences. But I don't see that that's always there or, or it's there anymore for young people. You know, I teach a master's class and, you know, a lot of those have already got jobs, not all of them in industry. But it worries me sometimes when I think about the young people are coming into our, our industry these days, you know, what challenges do they face just getting a job, you know, having the skills they need to get to build a career in this? What do you think? Absolutely. I think being out of university for a year now, a lot of my friends that I met in uni, we've all been struggling vigorously this year. 
a lot of us have fallen into marketing roles because marketing is a good entry level role to kickstart your career as a journalist or where, you know, working at local papers, but we only get like one day a week for like four hours. So we're all definitely really struggling to to find that full-time role that's sustainable. And it's, yeah, it's definitely been um, a road. And I don't, I don't even know what next year might be. None of us do, but we're definitely all not content with where we are, but we have to do what we're doing to get there at this point. Yeah. And, and this is stuff I've heard from other young journalists. The marketing thing, again, that's something I've heard as well. I've been out of work off and on for this last year. And I can tell you that there are a lot of marketing jobs out there. There aren't a lot of real, quote unquote, journalism jobs. And, you know, you can use a lot of the same skills in marketing and you can learn and, and do different things and, and actually do some things that are quite rewarding. But it's a different side of the business, especially if you've sort of built your career going down a journalism track. I'm on the opposite end of the career from you. So I have a, a very different perspective. It bothers me a little bit that there isn't this sort of path forward for younger people. Because I think, you know, the work that we do is important. And I think from what you said that you think the work that journalists do is important as well. Yeah, the main thing that's kind of getting me through this early stage in my career is just to keep reaching out to experienced journalists and just, you know, saying if you have any advice or if you hear of anything, I think that's one of the best ways forward. Yeah, to learn from someone that is experienced and to hear from them is the best thing I can recommend rather than just, you know, applying for that job and starting not really knowing what you're doing or where you're going with it. Just I think reaching out to people you want to be like and journalists you want to be like is the best thing that you can do because then they know you as well. So they can always help you along the way if they hear of anything or share with you all their knowledge. And yeah, I think that's something that's getting me through it. Just speaking to experienced professionals I admire. Yeah. Part of this podcast, I mean, that was kind of what our mission was. You know, it's really weird. Our, our mission has evolved over seven years and I think, you know, I can't speak for the other two people I, I launched the podcast with. I can sort of speak for myself. I was a, a mid-career journalist who was kind of unhappy with my job and the industry was changing and I recognized that and I had gone back to school to pick up these new skills. And, you know, for me, part of the reason to do the podcast was we're having these conversations, we're learning these skills, you know, maybe we can share this information with other people who don't necessarily have access to this information and this perspective. And we've been able to do some of that, but, you know, sort of sitting in this chair and having these conversations and seeing how the industry has changed, it's it's kind of incredible because back then, you know, we sort of launched with that perspective, but we, we figured out very quickly that a lot of the people who were listening to us were on the younger end of the spectrum who were, you know, like you, who were just sort of fresh out of college and were looking to pick up skills. So, you know, the idea was always to share information, but... It's sort of incredible how nuanced the changes have been over the last seven years. You know, I think the students of seven years ago coming out of journalism school, they, they were facing a slightly different situation. And now I think we're at this kind of point where there are so few jobs and people are coming out of school better trained. But how can we sort of save what this industry is? I guess. I don't know. So, Sarah, you launched your own news media website called, is it Cause Media? Cause Magazine. Cause Magazine. And what can you tell me about that? So, basically, I had the idea of, look, if I'm not going to be a journalist right now telling the stories that I want to tell, I may as well just do it myself. 
I know people, I know how to create a website, like why not just just share them as best as I can. So I reached out to a couple of people that I thought would be good to interview to kickstart it. And then um, I basically pitched the idea around to a lot of students at university, just being like, would you like to volunteer with Cos Magazine to, you know, increase your portfolio and, you know, meet different people in the NGO media space? And students hopped on board and were like, yeah, I'd love to volunteer and do this. So I've had a few different university students help me with like website building, social media managing and keep me on track as well um, and keep me driven to keep sharing these stories. I launched that only a few months ago now and since then we've shared 30, 40 stories, one's going out every week and we're collaborating with a lot of different NGOs around Australia. I've been asked to be on a panel at Red Cross Australia for a networking event for their youth-led movement, Red X Youth. So it's been, yeah, it's really taken off a lot more than I expected but, you know, I don't get paid for it but at least I get to still be fulfilled and share the stories that I want to tell. Yeah. And, you know, you saw something out there that needed to be in the world and you put it out there and you're doing it for for good reasons. It's a good cause. It's something you want to do. And I think that's unfortunately you don't get paid for it. But I think, you know, opportunities like this open doors. I mean, the fact that you got invited to that panel, the fact that you're learning new skills, you're you're sort of bolstering your resume, you're showing that you're a bit of an entrepreneur. I think those are all good things. I think it's just kind of the way our industry is these days. There's not these big, you know, mommy, daddy companies that are going to take care of you your whole, you know, whole career. You're going to have to take leaps of faith and, and create content and, you know, do things that are going to take a little extra work and are a little out of the mainstream. But I think that's the way we can move forward. I think a lot of the journalists that you've actually interviewed on this podcast have basically just said, look, this is the story I'm going to chase and I'm going to do it and I'm going to put it out there as best as I can to try and make it. So that was kind of the idea I had. I thought, why don't I just do that? And, you know, hopefully good things come from it. And if they don't, I still get to share these stories and meet these people. So it's a win-win regardless. Yeah. And that's certainly been my experience with the podcast as well. I mean, I've talked to so many people like you, and I would never have talked to you. If this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have had this pleasant conversation. And, you know, that's, that's kind of what life is. It, you know, it all can't just be about got to have this killer career. I got to go to the next stage. I got to be the next big thing. I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be some value in your life and the things that you do. And that's not all measured in money. That's, you know, a lot of it, most of it should be measured in, you know, the people you meet, the relationships you you have, and, and maybe the changes that you can help bring about by your good work. Yeah. And I think everything just starts with an idea. You know, a lot of things wouldn't exist if people didn't just do the ideas they had. So I thought I've got nothing to lose here. I think the only loss is if I didn't do it. And I just thought about it. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, the more you say yes to things, the more you sort of challenge yourself, the better you're going to feel about yourself and the more opportunities are going to come to you. That's been my experience. One of the things you said, you may be more successful at 24 than you're going to be at 34. You know, where do you see yourself in 10 years or where would you like to see yourself? I'd definitely like to see myself working at a non-for-profit organization in communications I think that's as broad as I'd like to keep it for now. I definitely like a stable job in 10 years. And I think being a journalist, journalist isn't really that. I'd actually like to do that more in five years. So in five years time, I'd love to be a foreign correspondent. But in 10 years time, I'd love to have that stable job and, you know, start to build that career and family. 
else in my earlier times, I'd like to just be impulsive and take whatever opportunity comes my way. So you've talked a bit about working for an NGO. For people out there who are maybe sort of on this journalism track and not even thinking about entering into that area, what can you say about that? Working for an NGO, a nonprofit, an advocacy organization that's trying to help the world? There's not a lot of opportunity there in terms of becoming a journalist. Like, obviously, it's not a newsroom, so there aren't 50 journalists. There's only about a handful per organisation. But it's a very fulfilling role because once you're there, you've got a tight-knit team and you share the same type of stories about hardship and, you know, you work together to try and get these stories out and you create a bond that, like no other, I didn't honestly know too much about the non-for-profit sector working as a journalist until I was exposed to it. So I think it definitely needs to be publicised more that there are media opportunities there and that they can be really fulfilling to share content that truly matters. Yeah. It's not like you're you're trying to trick people or something. You're You're saying, we're from this organization. This is what we believe in. Here are stories of work that we've done. Here are stories of people that have been affected by the work that we're doing. A lot of the same skill sets are being used, but you're doing it for a particular cause or a particular reason. And like you said, other people that I've talked to have been had similar careers have talked about how fulfilling it is. So how was your first podcast on It's All Journalism? How do you feel about the experience? It's honestly a, a dream come true. Um, I think it's very, you know, uh, like uh, this is a podcast I listen to every day and I've heard so many inspiring stories from to actually get the reply from you, Michael, was like such a highlight of my 2019 year. I didn't even think you were going to respond to it. So it was really exciting for me when you did. You know, it's it's something that's in my everyday life. And to be interviewed by someone like I've, been, you know, looked up to for such a long time is, uh, yeah, definitely a dream. Not to give you a uh, big head or anything, but yeah, this was awesome for me. Thank you for saying those, those nice things. I've said this to other people that sometimes – when we do this podcast, it's kind of like putting a message in a bottle and, and throwing it out into the ocean, and you don't always hear back about it. But, you know, occasionally we do get people like you who reach out to us, and they'll pitch us ideas or they'll tell us their story. I was intrigued by, your, you know, the fact that you were just starting out your career, that you already were sort of doing things in your career. You know, I find that inspiring. You know, I find your story inspiring. You know, every year there are more and more people who want to come in and do this because they see that it's something of value. It's a shame that it can be hard sometimes, but that's kind of the way things are. But, you know, it'll change. Doing good work, you know, getting an opportunity to use the, these skills to help, you know, make the world better, to help inform people, and to help change things. I think, you know, that's great. And it's one of the reasons that inspires me to continue continuing this podcast, but continue staying in this career. Of course, I'm going to reach out to you. You sent me such a nice email. And that's a message to anybody else who might be still listening to this. Send us an email. If you have a story, let us know what it is. You never know. It might be something that turns into a podcast. Sarah, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for you know taking a little bit of your time. Just a little behind-the-scenes note. We experienced several instances of technical problems here. You've been a really good sport about that. But good luck in your career and stay in touch, okay? Absolutely. Yeah, feel free to reach out to me when this, uh, if it comes live, I'd love to hear it. Be, uh, I'd share it with my whole family and friends and just be like, guys, and they'd be like, who's, who, what's this? And I'd just be like the best podcast you've ever heard. <laughs> you've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the people who make the news. You can find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. 
While you're visiting our website, why not sign up for the It's All Journalism newsletter? You get all the latest info about our podcast, including episode notes and news about live events and upcoming interviews. Go to itsalljournalism.com to subscribe. It takes a lot of people to create an episode of It's All Journalism. Nicola Grisco produced this episode. Amber Healy wrote our web content. Nick Dupre wrote our theme music. Emilio Brust helped with our booking. Nicholas Hunter provided a web assist. And I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. Thanks for listening. So, uh, well, we're recording now, and uh, let's get started. Sure. If you've listened to okay. <laughs> okay. Are you done talking, yeah. Sarah? Okay. Yeah. Can I get started? <laughs> so okay. my turn, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let me, yeah. let me do the intro, and then you can talk all you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you, actually, it's very surprising. You'd be surprised how many people do that, that I say, okay, I'm going to get started. And then I start to start, and they go, okay. And it's like, ah, I'm going to start again. Okay, it's, uh, it's very, very common. It's, it's, you know, it's just it's just the nature of the beast. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, I was about to do it again. Anyway, okay, we're good to go. This is this is the winner. All right. If you listen to this podcast for a while, you'll know that we talk a lot of well, I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah, I fuck things up too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I, I I've talked to a lot of longtime established journalists. Occasionally, though, I like to talk to somebody who is brand new to our industry uh, to find out what their perspectives are of journalism. Oh, wow. You're going to have to tell me. How do you pronounce your name? Oh, Sarah Ramantanis. So Ram and Ram and Thomas. Yeah, good job. Ram and Thomas. Ram and Thomas. Is that right? Yep. Good job. Well done. Raman Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Sarah Raman. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see how this is going to go.